0: You know, blood orange, I guess he counts. Oh yeah, actually he must be queer, I guess. Like oh, just, I think he must be queer, why did you say that? I just got that vibe. Just the way he sings. I think, <laughs> is, <'cause, laughs> I think he so I think he said that he doesn't necessarily identify as gay or straight. Oh yeah, one of them so I guess yeah that So it's queer then. Yeah. I don't know whether he'd describe himself that way. But Is it like the non binary version of Sexual orientation, oh, maybe it must be that. But a straight dude don't say I don't. I, don't have I right. So I understand why people don't necessarily want to use labels, but I feel like in life we categorize the vast majority of things. Yeah. So I don't think labels are a bad thing. If you don't want to put a name on something, that's fine. If you don't want to do it yourself, but someone else is going to come along and. We understand things by categorising them. So I think it's fine to not want to label yourself and or, or go with the flow and whatnot. Yeah. But it's going to come... People will always think, oh, it's going to come down to who do you fancy. So... I don't yeah, know. I find the whole rejecting labels thing, it's only going to be beneficial for yourself, I guess. Which is fine. Be comfortable doing what you want to do, but other people come along and they'll want to say shit. But, like, label... Like... Labels is like it's a, it's a like I haven't really said it before. It's a double-edged sword. So like, some people like like to have the labels like to like to to identify themselves or have people identify themselves as a certain thing: mm-hmm. straight, gay, bisexual, whatever. And um, especially if like you're more marginalized, maybe that will give like a name to a group or to a way that you feel. Mm-hmm. But other people just don't feel that like just don't feel that they they neatly fit into. Any one of the labels that people can give to them, so they just like, they they just want to reject it, and I don't mm. have a problem with that. I, think, I like, think they don't they don't feel like they fit into like a group. Yeah, or they don't rather. want to identify this way. Yeah, so they don't feel like it, but they do. Whether they want, whether they feel like it or not. What um, do you mean, Like, what do you mean, <laughs> think of all the, like the sexualities we've got now. You've got saposexuals, pansexuals. who have all had gay straight and bi for years and years. Like, everyone's gonna fit into one of them. Either you're not fussed about the plumbing. You're oh, att- attracted to a particular gender, you're attracted to intelligence, or you're just attracted to personalities. I feel like literally everything has been covered. If you don't want to use the label, that's fine. But, like, people, but then, don't, people don't like being, being identified by somebody else like that either. That's like, the thing they don't like, so i they say can, they can, you can choose not to use one yourself, but it's not going to stop other people. I mean, like, like, people, like, people will, will try and label you, no matter what happens. Exactly. But when you're, like, that's, not, that's not necessarily that person's problem when you're addressing that person, mm. or even if you're talking about them, it'd be more, be more respectful if you did it in the way that that you know that they would want it they would want it to be done. Okay. I would... Um, you, well, you know my style. I would basically... I would not... Well, I would use what they wanted to use to them. If I was talking about them with somebody else, as people do, which just happens as part of life, but I just don't think there's anything malicious about it at all, then you're going you to have to gravitate towards a label, essentially. But, yeah, like, if you... like. If you use it, if you label someone and they didn't want one, and you did it an academically than that thing. If you're like purposely doing it, then you're not mm. respecting that person. We're not gonna agree on that. I don't. Think like you're like um, you're not like the person. take told you how they how they want to be identified or how they don't want to be identified. I think and if we go ex- against that, I think if we're talking about gender, I agree with you there. If we're talking about sexuality, it's about what it's, somebody likes. I don't see the difference. So how can you? So how can I think it's how is it disrespectful to see what someone likes and put a name on it? Because if they don't if they don't want it that way, but that's their problem. So I'm not going to use it with them essentially. But, but like again, but that's not respecting how like that is not respecting the person. Like how they've told you their identity, you're use like you're using it in front of them not mm-hmm. to cause any like de- any like heart any like de- That's me being their, that's me being space. respectful. But I think it's... More respectful if if you're talking about the person mm-hmm. and they're not there is to use the um, is to use the terminology that, that they that they're okay with. I think that's an extra courtesy that you would extend, but I wouldn't. Because you because I like, I just feel like if you do it to their face or not but but not behind their back, then like you when you do it to their face, you do it to humour them. I mean, like I'll like I'll just let you think this or I let you say that, Aimfully really, like, you really you are this, and this is how I'm gonna identify you when you're not allowed.: That's what well, that's what it is, though. Ainsley. I just don't like, think, like I just really don't someone think that's respectful. no, well, I think it's just nonsense. I think you you're, you're trying to say that oh, respect is due. there. I think if you say if someone's saying this is how I identify, you can't force other people to believe that. So my compromise is I will go along with it to your face and that's me being respectful but you're not going to stop me thinking what i think if i'm talking about you to somebody else nobody can. that's literally how life works nobody and we don't, like, we don't all walk around saying saying stuff to people and then not saying anything about them like when they're not there nobody, it can, like, nobody can control what you think about them like mm-hmm. nobody can that's your business but like if you are talking about someone to another mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. then you are that you are i feel like you are deliberately misrepresenting them because they said something to you. Like, if someone, if someone said to you, like, I'm going to take a wild example, you're, you're trying to, like, say, oh, you agree with the gender and you don't agree with the sexuality, when I don't really see, I don't really see a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So if someone, was, if someone was a cisgender man, mm-hmm. and, like, and they introduced introduce themselves as such... And someone else who they introduced themselves to too, was like, oh yeah, fine, we're a man. But then someone else is like, um, the person say that they're a gender man, but actually I think they're this. Mm-hmm. That's just like... But at the same time you're providing... I mean, I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't do it with gender at the same time. Even the even text- example you've given, they've given context, I'd say, this is what I see as but they identify as blah, blah, blah. They come out I I I personally feel... That like the way someone, the way someone chooses to identify themselves. Mm-hmm. That's just like that's just it. Like it, it has no bearing on me. It's not for me to like to challenge that or to like say that. Like you say this, but you, but you really that. And like even take it as far like if there's someone who identifies as straight, mm-hmm. but I know for sure that they've like had they've uh, dated or had relation with someone of the same sex as them. Mm-hmm. If they, if I know that's happened, but they identify themselves as straight, then I'll just take it. Like, find you're straight. Told me you're straight. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna try to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna gossip about them in that sense. Because if we're talking about their private sex life, then that's different. If that's if that information that isn't out there, then I think that's a different matter. But again, you're not gonna stop people from having their opinion of it, and it's, it goes it goes with pretty much anything in life. You can have your opinions of yourself or choose something you identify as or label you. You're, you are you're going to use or that you're not going to use but you don't want to control what other people think essentially. Fine. but I think, you can, I think it's enough to ask for people to respect how you want to be addressed but you're not going to stop people from saying what they want to say when you're not there. I, I understand that. You can't stop them from you totally can't the person who is doing it. Mm. I think that is a manner of like I said a manner of respect to the other person when you're addressing them even when they're not present mm. you use the pronouns you use the the uh, sexual identification, whatever it is, when there is another person, what if this person doesn't, what is the person you're talking to about them doesn't know them or mm. doesn't know them well? I think that's different though, because that, then that comes to gossip and slander them. But I think, but if you're, but if I think you're, I get the feeling like what you're describing is an ideal situation, but it, it really doesn't work like that. I don't think in practice. Then change your practices. Well, that's fine, Andy. But you'll be here for you'll be here for a very long time because people don't it's, like like, that. like it's never it's never going to change unless you change something, unless you do something about it. Well, exactly. So but that's the thing. I think, I think what you're saying is it would take everybody everywhere to change what they do just to satiate this person how they want to identify. I would not actually. As. I would not think about it on a, on a grander scale of that. I was thinking about it on like a person to person level. Mm-hmm. So if someone identifies themselves or. Where we really started the conversation was with is that like if they um, I don't know they say I don't identify as gay I don't identify as straight I don't like having labels mm-hmm. I'll be like that's fine and then if they, if this person came up in conversation when mm-hmm. they weren't present yeah then however they want to identify I'll stick to I'll stick to that because that person has shown me like this is where I identify myself. This is the way I'd like you to address me. So I everything else. I do see that because if sorry, that, I was if some if they came in a conversation and there were some people that didn't know them, I would just leave it as oh, this is what he says, and I'd leave it as that. Essentially, right. it's going to depend on your audience a lot of the time. Even when he, what you said that is a little bit coded, like this is what he says because like because you can't <laughs> because them identify them as if they're picking something they want to identify themselves as or not do. Then that's what they want, essentially. But they're not going to change how you think. So all I'm literally going to do is stick to what the instructions they've given. And so this is why it identifies us, and and that's it. I, I don't see a, what more can you ask of me. That I really like, <laughs> all I ask is that when it comes to especially when it comes to like identity, so gender identity, gender identity, mm-hmm. like sexual orientation and stuff, just mm-hmm. like. Um, take your cues from another per- from that person. Mm-hmm. So, if there are anything to gender, if they say like I am non-binary, I'm uh, transgender, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or like uh, their pronouns, I would use that their pronouns with that person, and then like if they're not there, I'll do the same. And the same with sexuality. So I so. I think what I said before, gender that would be no problem. Look at it, yeah, that's what right, they I just don't get why there's such a big issue. But is sexuality. sexuality an identity though, is it more preferences? That's identity. It's, it's identity. I, I feel like identity. if if someone isn't using labels, and that's them saying that it's not an identity for them, if they don't want to put a label on it, surely.
1: I don't see that.
0: I don't right. I don't see sexual orientation as an identity as such. I think it ties in heavily to identity. If someone is going as far as saying that they don't like to put a name on how they describe their sexual orientation, then I feel like that's them saying that it's... Obviously, it's always going to be important to the person, but that's them saying, at large, it's not important. I don't want to put a name on it. And they don't want to be identified by a particular label. So I wouldn't see it as an identity in that situation because they're, they're, they're choosing to not make it a big deal by put like giving a classification, surely. I don't think like I don't think that's necessarily the reason why people want to. I mean, for sure that could be, but like it's still important. Like even if that is the case, it's still important. Like like if someone like, if someone doesn't want to be identified with any of the labels, mm-hmm. I feel like because they want to like they don't want to be like tied down to just like one just like one of them. Okay. Or it doesn't quite um it doesn't quite describe their experience or their identity. In the, way, they, in the, way, mm-hmm. that the um, way that feels more authentic to them. So, okay. so it just feels more natural to see someone like that. Just to say, like, I reject these labels, I'm just a person, I'm going out, I'm my life. I mm-hmm. love people I love, I have sex with who I have sex with. And mm-hmm. that's completely fine. Okay. welcome to another episode of black boy joy uh this is a fairly new podcast uh, it's run by two queer black men um and it's just us discussing a variety of topics uh my name's kieran i'm uh, ainsley there we are um and what, what are we discussing today ainsley um uh, thought we'd talk about kind of like representation of like queer people color like yeah. uh, in our media in media spaces yes yep. see where we see where we go from there okay Hmm. Hmm. Do you want to get the ball rolling, Key? No. <laughs> <It's like laughs> so can you think of like, uh, can you think of like any queer people, queer people of colour, uh, in media now? In the media, I guess no. like cause whenever you think of that, like think queer of people of colour in media, your you mind immediately goes to celebrities, doesn't it? Yeah, because they're, they're going to be the most visible. Um, the most obvious one to me, even though I don't really watch it, it would be RuPaul, I guess. Yeah, I think because he's been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as Drag Race is, it's got a ma- it's got a massive volume, hasn't it? Huge, I've only watched yeah. them on like a few episodes of it, but it's uh, so we've got RuPaul. Um, so in the media, yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I can't uh, think of. I can't think of anything honestly. In the isn't no, not in the UK. There there must be some. I'm just thinking maybe they just uh, haven't just come to my head yet. Um, let me think. Not like, not a queer person of colour anyway. I can think of like gay people who are in in politics, but they're white gays. Like, you yeah. know, um, Pete Buttigieg. he's like, I was like, how you say his name? The um, is yeah, it, is he a governor or something? Yeah, he's like, or yeah, or is South, what, California, he's somewhere in California, but somewhere um, he's yeah. wanting for, um, to be like, the Democratic nominee mm. in the next tra- in the next 2020 elections. Yeah, he's gay and he's, um, obviously, partition. Mm-hmm. and there's a few like uh, I think there's one transgender politician I'm not sure what title she holds um, Danica Rowan in okay. like somewhere in America oh right okay but um, I, yeah, I'm really struggling to think of any that's really bad like, and I'm not just thinking of black people here I'm trying to think yeah. of like if you're Asian or Latino or anything I mean like in the UK media I mean back well Go about five ten years ago. There was a Gok One was probably one of the most obvious. Ones, oh like yeah, of course, year. yeah. Um, and I feel like <laughs> in him being maybe one of the first, I guess, like that's super visible. Yeah. Um, it it was kind of I don't know I, I don't want to say f- I don't want to say funny, but uh, it was the whole art gay into fashion. Yeah, of course, quite, yeah. You know, quite loud. I think kind <laughs> of, well. I think we've got one who's kind of like. In like one particular lane, mm. in being like cause he was a queer, queer he was a, he a queer person of colour. Yeah, but um, I can't remember what show he presented is on Channel Four. I think it was how to look good naked. Did he do that? Oh yeah, was that when they they started off? They they picked someone who looked kind of frumpy. They'd have a makeover and whatnot. Yeah. And it would all be leading up to this big day where they have a big reveal. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like to talk to I, forgot, I forgot about that, um, that show. That was like... No, it was, that was like a quite a few years ago. Mid-2000s, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure. Like... And he didn't he have another one? He had another... I can't remember what it was called, but he'd, he'd basically have two different runways. One would be the designer one, and then you'd mm-hmm. have the high street one. And the whole point of the show was that he could um, rep- like, recreate the designer look on a high street budget. Yeah. And so I think they, they'd finish each episode with, a, with like a little fashion show. Of course. And they'd, yeah. have to, they'd have to pick which outfits they preferred. And sometimes the designer side would win, sometimes the high street ones would win. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he can dress so he's cut the eye. Life <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, like I'm trying to think, like in, I don't know, in like factual sort of stuff that mm. I don't think there's much, there's like, have you heard of uh, Billy Porter? Oh, is another fashion person, isn't he? He's Can not he's he's an actor. He's an actor. Have oh, you right. ever seen um, the, the show Pulse? Mm, it's on my um, list. It's been on my list for ages. I've not watched it. Yet, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's like my favourite TV it's show. It's on BBC isn't it? right? Yeah, yeah, so it's, I think it's a Fox effect. Fox effect. I don't know. FF. Yeah. F- I can't remember who um, he actually wanted to mm-hmm. put the show on. I thought it was Fox but I might have to it out because I might be wrong. Okay. Not to. So yeah, but it comes on BBC. it Came up on the BBC Two. They've gone through two um, or two seasons, two seasons now. Do mm. you know what the premise is like, what no, about? No, no. Is it is it about voguing or what? Well, so it's set in um, the first season. It's set in like 1980s, like I think it's like New York. Yeah. And it's um it's about kind of like the ball scene. Oh the, right. So it's okay. About, yeah. Like, um, kind of like the experiences of like queer people of color. In 1980s in New York. Yeah. Um, it follows uh, the, uh, the main character. Um, is played by MJ Rodriguez, a transgender actress. Okay. And she plays uh, Blanca Evangelista. And she's in, like, a house. The first episode, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, this is the first two minutes of the, of the show. She finds out that like, she's um, been diagnosed with HIV. Oh, right. It's in the 80s, right? Yeah, okay, in the, like, cool. yeah. So it's set in, like, the height of, like, the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And um, when she finds out, she basically sets up her own house and it's about, like, everybody in the house. And Billy Porter plays, um, pray tell, he's, um, he plays, like, the MC. So, on the board, like, you've, you've seen a ball, you know how they work. Um, I've seen clips here and there. Have you watched, I think you haven't, you've never watched, like, Pirates is Burning? No. You should, it's, like, okay. seminal, <laughs> yeah, like, seminal watching yeah. So, um, essentially, uh, the way a ball works is uh, they have different factions, they call them houses, and these people, like, it's like the family, so they're all in one family, they work, they do the ball together, some of them live together, they take yeah. the same last name, so um, in the show, in Palace of Burning, which is kind of what is kind of like what it's based on, yeah, um, they were like legendary like ball families. So, um, they're called like the Pendarvis family, the, extravagan- the Extravaganza family. I think. So they're not not House of Extravaganza or House of Pendarvis. Just, So those yeah, so, yeah. so, so, so those are houses. Right. Yeah. And um, each um, um, each ball that they go to, they have a category, mm-hmm. and um, they have an MC who announces those ca- who announces those categories. Yeah. Each per- each house puts someone forward for the category so like if you put in like butch queen realness or something, yeah. They'll have to get someone who's dressed like a butch queen. Oh right. And you will walk a runway mm-hmm. and then they have like judges uh, based on your runway presentation that will give you a score out of ten. Like have you heard like say yeah. like ten, the cost of board, like stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah, like it's, well, like, it's like Strictly isn't it I yeah guess. kind of yeah like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that and then um, and the person who wins will win at trophy. will win like a grand prize mm-hmm. but that's kind of like what a ball is um, Billy Porter plays Pray Tell. he's the MC but he ends up being like a main character in the show so it's fiction but it's based on but yeah so it, it's right. like it's a fictional show but it's based on like real life, yeah, in, in um... events, yeah, right? Okay, makes sense. I, I, I thought it was a documentary all this time, um, but it makes sense now because if it's set back in the 80s, right? Yeah, um, so, um, just to clarify, so, Pose is, you yeah, um, know, it's a series that's yeah. like that's featured on what based on the ball scene mm-hmm. in America in like 1980s, like New York, and Paris is Burning, which I mentioned, is a, is a documentary, it was like. He was um in the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. Back way back then. And it is like very critically acclaimed. So it's yeah. like is, is that on Netflix? it's sure. on Netflix, yeah. Okay. I'll it's I'll like watching. I feel like we should watch it once we finish Okay. Yeah, once we finish here. So I'll give it a watch. Definitely I feel it like watch. it might be a bit of a world away from what you're used to. I'm sure um I've like I've seen it quoted quite a lot. I'm, I think I know what to expect with it. I'm sure I must have seen a trailer or something. Yeah. Um but yeah, I hear it referred to you quite a lot of the time, especially its influence on like culture and slang. Oh, for sure, yeah. definitely like the terms like "throwing shade" yeah. and voguing, like the dance form mm. that all come from, like all come from queer people. Call it from like gay and Latino, like yeah. black and Latino gay people, mm-hmm. queer people, transgender. Like all comes from that, and yeah. yeah, I think like if you don't, if you're not aware of about queer bo- bo- culture you don't mm. know, then that's kind of... It's another thing about the contributions of of black people, of Latino people, of queer people of colour yeah. being erased again because you'll watch a TV show now and you'll see, like, lots of people, lots of white women or white yeah. gays using that or, like, doing like clicks. Derivative, so derivative like, attitudes and slang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, like, that, exactly. that was very much, like, I said, like, black gays, um, black transgender people... Seen uh, all people who really like really did that like, really put it on the map, but are then being appropriated yeah. by like another culture. Rinse without, and Do like like do. You... Rinse and repeat, and yeah. yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But anyway, back to polls <laughs> yeah. So I think one thing I love about it so much is that like it is like that is one one thing that it, it's written like the whole production mm. is by like queer people of color. Yeah, um, the cast, the crew. Um, it's really like the story is really told by them, so the story driven by them, which I think is amazing. Um, it features like a love story between two black men, mm-hmm. which I I think i only ever the only other sto- only other show I've seen that on before was The Wire. I don't think I've ever seen it since then. Um, oh, right, yeah. And just seeing that, just seeing that in itself, like just having their relationship, seeing it play out and stuff like that, it's like it really is like groundbreaking television for me. Anyway, and yeah. I think it would be hopefully you get something from it as well. Yeah, and stories like each episode is like funny and heartbreaking and like celebrated with it all in equal measure. I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> that's my say. I really can't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I'll give that a watch definitely. Uh, well, if you're saying what you've described, though, it seems like it's quite a big example of representation. It is in yeah. America again, but it's do we have anything over here that's an equivalent? Really, I'm not. I think I feel like it's in the pipeline, or it must be. Well, I've never, see, I've never, I have never i not heard of anything, yeah. not like a British show yeah. that is. Because yeah, I think one of the things about one kind of like um, like black gays or black or queer people of colour in the media is mm. the majority of it generally is. Um, I'd say if I can really have only ever think of them it's either in kind of. Fictional shows, or it's in um like the kind of like, like, reality TV thing. Okay. So, for yeah. instance, I can think of like American Next Top Model when they have like Miss J. Oh yeah. And yeah. The reason, um, um, the reason why I was talking about um, polls is because about Billy Porter. Mm-hmm. Now, because that show has been so successful, like Billy Porter, I think he's won like an Emmy now, and uh, the, the last. Oscars, like, I think you saw the, um, you saw the, photo. the, big, the big dress, yeah, with yeah. him in that like black suit dress. suit and dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the suit with the skirt or well, it was a dress, like, a, yeah,
1: yeah, so like yeah. the
0: top part of it was like he had like, like a blazer or like a morning yeah. jacket on, and the bottom part was like a corset dress, kind yeah. of. Uh. Um, and he so he's been like his voice has been very amplified now, mm-hmm. people know who he is. Um, uh, he's a lot more like I said, like, he's not more. Uplifted now because of that show. Yeah. So he's like a big one, like, like a big um, queer person of colour in the media now. Mm-hmm. One that we need more, because so honestly, like, we're thinking about it, and I can't really think of that many. No, no, it's bad, like, off the top of my head, because I didn't... You know, when we set to dis- discuss this, you, I, you feel like it's just be a free-flowing conversation, but then when you think of how many people... Or yeah. ...that you can actually come up with... Yeah. yeah it's, um... 'Cause represent I mean representation, I mean the whole idea of it is that you shouldn't struggle to think of oh how are we represented. It's, yeah. it's just be a thing that, you know, you are oh there's this person, that person. Um, that's weird. It's a gap in the market for us to become famous and not <laughs> amazing. <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like and obviously what we mentioned like RuPaul. We've mm-hmm. mentioned like Miss J, an American that top model. Yeah. We've mentioned uh, Billy Porter. Yeah. And each of those people, like one, like they're mainly men. They're, like I think they, each of them, I'm not sure about uh, Miss J, but I mm-hmm. think like they, um, they, are black men. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah, I think they are black men. And but they, I kind of like, identify as so, like they all play around with gender, like they kind of no. like from quite like quite family say yeah so even like not to, tr- to put anything against them because I think each of them like do great work in their respective fields mm. I respect them immensely but like I don't think there is like so much, so much of a range of person a range of like personalities or yeah. lifestyles yeah. like <laughs> of like queer gay people queer people of colour mm-hmm. that um that, that, it, that is for like our white counterparts for instance or yeah. anything else which is a real shame it is, but at the same time, maybe I kind of look forward to when that won't be the norm, or is that when it will be the norm? Yeah, you know, that there'll sort of be more. That mm-hmm. you've heard of Aziz Ansari. So Aziz Ansari is like an Asian comedian. Okay. He was in uh, Parks and Recreation. Hmm. And um, he does stand comedy, and he's what he um wrote a uh, show that's like on Netflix that he wrote and stars in. What's it called? The Master of not Master of None, right, okay. And it's about like he's um, he's like Asian American, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of like loosely based on like his um, his life. It's like semi-autobiographical. Mm-hmm. The reason why I mention it is because Lena anyway, like, she's a writer. I think she's like a writer on the show, a writer or producer. I'm not sure which one. But there is a really great episode on it. Um, with um with that's about her, about Lena Way, about her character. Yeah. And it stars um, Angela Bassett, who plays her mom. You've heard of her, really. yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, it's taking it's like about 40 minutes long. It takes place at like, all the successive Thanksgivings. Yeah. And it's kind of about like every time each Thanksgiving comes, um, her character is a lesbian. And mm-hmm. kind of like how she like comes out to her mom and how she deals at each Thanksgiving. And like one year you'll hear like um, the mum will be downstairs cooking and like um Aziz and Sol's character and her character were talking about her being a lesbian mm-hmm. and stuff and like how like how her parents gonna deal with it. Then there were other then there were other years that it goes down like five years later. Where mm-hmm. and like, it's really funny because you see like, I'm the like the mom, like the hair changes every time. So like, yeah. one time she had like a short weave on, next time she had like long corn roll, yeah. then time she had something else to kind of show the passage of time. Yeah. And then like in that year, she might bring like a girlfriend home and have like family members around the table. And then you can see like the dynamics of them shifting as there's like one big elephant in the room. Oh, right. Okay. It's like really good. It's like really tastefully done. And what's it called again? Oh, the show was called Master of None. Master of None. Right, yeah, okay. Have you ever read um, mm-hmm. The Colour Purple? I have. So, I read... Well, obviously I watched the, the film a few times when I was a kid. And yeah. I sort of blitzed through the book a few years ago once. Um, yeah. Well, I've never read The Colour never. Oh. No, I've read The Colour Purple. I've never watched The Colour Purple. No. No, that one with Oprah? Is Oprah in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's what I think, cause most people know about it from the film. Um, I watched the film and then found that it was based on a book and it was in the house for years because my dad had it and then I just decided to read the book um, a few years ago but it was weird reading the book having watched the film yeah but it, um, the, I think the film's quite faithful actually to the book Yeah. When I think about it um, but I, I liked what's weird actually is that obviously there's, there's lesbian themes in it yeah which even though it's quite obvious as a kid it kind of Went over my head a little bit, right? And then when I read the book, I was that like, she was actually um, proper end up with uh, yeah, Gavery. Gavery, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never watched it, so like the bits went from from you watching it, mm-hmm. the like the whole them being a lesbian because I'm pretty sure in the book like they they didn't hide it that like, they were in love with each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were like in like, some sort of a relationship throughout the novel. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Sure they were in in the film. Let me think. Do they share a kiss? I think they have a few intimate moments there's only like one like actual kiss but before like, they kind of they look like mates well maybe that's just my interpretation when I was a kid I thought oh they're just friends I had a kiss at one point right and, um, but I think it's weird because it's obviously it's a lesbian relationship but, but Celia because she's pretty much Pretty, pretty much raped by the dad from when, uh, yeah. from when she's young. yeah as, In my head as a kid, I just thought, oh yeah, she's married, that's her husband kind of thing. I didn't really didn't consider that that was right. actually a true sex that she was in that relationship because she had to be. How old were actually... you watched this movie? Let me think. I must have been about 10, I reckon. Well, I feel like you were a little young for a colour purple. But you know what? I, just, I didn't even... Was it 10? I wasn't that old at all, I don't think. But it's only... I'm sure it's only a 12. I don't think it's a really like, yeah i don't think there's a massive like it's not like it's not like a, it's not a fif- it's not, a fif- it's definitely not a 15 i don't think it can't be the, like well the movie, cuz well the book itself is not necessarily adult in like there are really like graphic scenes mm-hmm. necessarily but like the theme like thematically it's is quite, quite adult yeah. yeah it's not something i necessarily would want like if i had a child i'd 100% want to read it I was to watch it, but I think, like, when they were, like, old enough to understand, like, the nuances in the mm, story. Yeah. But, like, I'm doing another read of The Colour Purple. Because when I've it for the first time. It was beautiful, like... Let's reread it, then. Let's read it at the same time and uh, discuss. Yeah. When are you going to reread read it? Either or I've, or... I've got a few books. So, I'm reading Bill Street now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to finish. So, I've gotten into a really bad habit. I don't know where it comes from. But, like, I started a book and then put them down. Mm. so I need to like there are a few books that I need to finish mm-hmm. uh, I need to, re- uh, to uh, do Bill Street get to the end of that um, there's a non fiction book Natives by Akala that I need to is that new? should be new right, yeah, yeah I think like a year or two old and there's one more uh, there's like oh, what is his name? Zola Emil Zola Um I don't know, I, know Zola. Therese, I don't know how you pronounce it um, is, I he, is he is he French? Is he French? French yeah, <laughs> okay. I think he's like a philosopher. Yeah, his name all the time. I don't know anything about him really. Mm. Um, uh, one well. thing about James Baldwin, I learned, like him. You've heard have you heard of like F. Scott Fitzgerald? Uh, he did like The Great Gatsby. Yeah, and he's one of my um, Scott Fitzgerald. Like The Great Gatsby is one of my favorite books because the way he described like opulent. Mm-hmm. and decadence. Yeah. It's just like, it, that it, that the way it flows from the page, it's like you can drink it in. Oh yeah, it, might, it, might be, it made me want to be a rich Long Islander. Yeah. I read <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, but then if you compare that to Darren Baldwin, like I've read um, Gold Tenet on the Mountain mm-hmm. and I've read like, since watching Bill Street, I've like started reading that and the way that he describes kind of like, they're poor people, they're poor like working class, Mm-hmm. Uh, black people, like especially in It in the mountain, they really hit home that they live in squalor. Yeah, and like uh, the bit in the beginning of the of the story where he's talking about, like, um, them trying to clean their home, and like it's just perpetually dirty, and no matter how much you clean, yeah, it's still gonna be Something dirty. Something yeah, yeah, exactly. And but like the way he describes that is still so beautiful. It's still like he's um term of phrase mm-hmm. and he pulls and, like the quality of the writing itself. Really kind of, I don't know, even though they are talking about, like, really, really tough, like, times. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's like, it's enamoured. It's like really, like, really a like, picture in the imagination, which I think is amazing. Yeah, definitely. And oddly enough, actually, uh, uh, the, uh, and the name of the char- of the main character in Go um, Got on the Mountain escapes me. Does uh, it, do you find that his name? I don't know. Because I'm it's so told from it. his perspective, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I read that I think I was 18 when I read that one with with James with Baldwin's books it's Giovanni's Room I've read a few times that's probably the one that stood up but my favourite was Another Country but again I've only read that once yeah Um. but the way he sort of talks about black people and writes about black people it's I don't know it's just different to everybody else yeah it's, I agree it's like, it's like beautifully done yeah without exotic well obviously it's not going to be exoticized because he's a black person but um, yeah it's just, it's like how, it's how I, it's how I would want to be seen if someone wrote a book about me kind of thing. Like, yeah, I also, yeah. I just love the way he writes stuff. Have you ever read, um, actually not like, Victor, to James Baldwin? Okay. Like, I've never read, even, I've never, I haven't even, I have heard of Dearborn in his Have you not read it? No, never, no. That's, I've only, uh, that, only in the last year I've really started getting into James Baldwin. That's, um, the second novel I think it was, that's, that's, that's the big gay novel that he wrote. Um, and it's the second one. So when did it come out? It would have been I think the sixties. And when you read it now, and you think, "Wow, this came out in the 60s, Like it was, it made like quite, quite, um, quite an impression. Mm-hmm. But that that's um, mm-hmm. set in Paris, mm-hmm. and it's follows it follows all follows like a, a a few relationships. But um, the main character's his name Eric. I can't remember his name. I think I think I want to say Eric. And they make the name of the main character, but it's him in Paris, kind of around like you know the the scene back then, and then he meets a waitress waiter called Giovanni, and it's just about their sort of love life. I'm not really doing it justice in this in this uh, like description, but it's mm-hmm. it's a great book. Okay. And it's, uh, it takes it back. Cause I think because Baldwin lived in Paris, didn't he? During um that well, like a lot of black writers did, didn't they? They moved to Paris. Yeah, I'm not I'm that not part. really sure. One or two, V like. I think it's there for a bit. Um, so obviously, he writes about Paris from you know from his perspective. And he writes about Paris beautifully as well. But though, it's weird because obviously, the Paris he's writing about is from the sixties, mm-hmm. it's not really like that now. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think um, I've been to France quite a lot. Paris is probably I didn't what out of places I've been to in France. Paris wasn't really high up on my list of places I like. Oh really? But yeah, but then how he how he writes about it back then. Really makes you want to go and see it, though. It's like the same, it's like like how he described New York or Harlem in, like from his childhood. Yeah, it, it brings the same kind of magic to talking about Paris. I yeah, he lived in it as well. Yeah. What do I need to read? Um, <laughs> what you bought me a few years ago for Christmas? Um, why I'm no longer speaking to White um, about race? Yeah, I'm not. Like I'm not even talking. But I've, I've, you know I've, what's interesting is because I've, I started reading it and then because I follow the author um, Remy Remy Adelage. Adelage, because I follow her on Twitter. Yeah, like, that kind of keeps me abreast with, like, the themes of the book and just about her as well. Yeah. But, um, I do need to read the book.
1: <laughs> I'm not,
0: like, I am never buying your book again. Uh, I'm, I'm shocking. I'm, I'm, I'm just as bad with films when someone tells me to watch a certain film or to watch a certain TV series. Like, I will do it, but it could be, it could be a few years I get around oh, to God. doing it. Like, that's not the only book I bought for you. Then, um, I'm, I'm looking at. A very pristine copy of A Little Life by Hanya yeah. Yanagihara, but I, I mean, that was technically, not... somebody else. Like it was a present from somebody else, but they asked me what to what to get you. You bought me that. Was it less than a year ago? So it's not shocking that I haven't read it yet. But I mean, so okay, let me... a year's coming up soon. Oh, that is bad. Okay, so what's my so my, my two read list is obviously why am I talk why why am I no longer talking to white people about race? Then you've got A Little Life, and then. Beale Street's not high up because it isn't but to, re- to reread, uh I'd say The Colour Purple i want to reread, and I also want to reread um Another Country by James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Is that one you've not come across? No. I would highly recommend that one. That's, that's my favourite one I think. Okay. Uh, but, but, and or Giovanni's Room I guess if it's if okay. something to read. Giovanni's Room's quite a short book actually when I think about it. I'd it's, I'd it's only a few days. Books the books that I've read I haven't been particularly long. Yeah, I think another. Been. Another Country's fairly long but it's weird because length doesn't come into it when I read his books because they just they read sign. they read themselves yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good sign they read themselves is mad like um, yeah and this is the time of the year for it as well like there's nothing like reading winter oh my god like, yeah just, <laughs> <laughs> just love it that's my little list I need to work on um, yeah, yeah. Um, say so one more thing not nothing about colour purple mm-hmm. that one thing that I like the most about it because. Is it Seely that she's the one who like who is abused and who had to talk her children who gets sent away? Um, yeah. So Whoopi Goldberg's character, but seedy. Yeah, not yeah, like Whoopi seedy. Yeah, is like, that because you come from the, such a life of like abject hardship? Mm. Um, to see it so like I'm obviously being abused by a husband. Mm. She's like had to go through all of this. She had to like have children and mm-hmm. send them away. And everything. So when, like, seeing her, like, um, like make a friendship with Georgie, and eventually, like, mm. it turning into something like more romantic was yeah. one of the, like more heartwarming things to read in a book, just because it was like her doing it for herself. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, like in um, in books in media, kind of like I don't think at that time you necessarily saw like female sexuality as in like something happening just for the woman, mm. um, without yeah. the man. Yeah, exactly, was, They were like objects as it were. Mm, exactly, and that like, wasn't the case so much. Yeah. And when, after that happened, she was more independent, she had to her own life. Yeah, one, with the way the book read, you could, tell, like, you could see the um, story, like she's the perhaps happier Yeah. then, and that was just like, yeah, it's like a really, really big thing. And that to... comes from Alice Walker's Lesbian, is not she? Yeah, he she brought, is, but, yeah. Because I don't know. It's not a semi autobiographical, that novel? I don't think I so. I don't know. I'd yeah. have to check, I guess. Um, but obviously, it can be drawn on her experiences when when, when she wrote it. Yeah. Um, no, that's definitely one to re to reread, I reckon. Definitely. But yeah, yeah there are. Um, have you ever. You've heard of Toni Morrison? I have. Well, I've, I've obviously heard of her, but. Uh, she's one of those people that I haven't touched any well, I started Beloved once and then didn't get into it. However, I don't like saying that because it's so highly regarded. But yeah. when I say when I say reading I mean I read the first few chapters. I didn't I didn't give up on it but I just stopped reading it and didn't pick it back up again. But Beloved is a tough read. And it's tough one, because of the subject matter, which is so horrendous. Yeah. And two because of like the language itself. Because mm. like she doesn't like she doesn't make it easy for a reader to get into the story. So the mm. book I've read three books by uh, Toni Morrison now, mm. and the way it starts is that like you're basically just brought straight into like another culture, another world. Mm. So like it won't it won't it won't spell things out for you. It won't. And I'm a bit I'm a bit slow at times. I'm a bit thick. Um, yeah. Sometimes I, like. So what's obvious to other people to me I'm just like oh is that what is that what she meant when she said that I was like oh I didn't mm. realise that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, well, I won't talk about it again if you haven't read it but okay. like it is like seminal seminal reading what are the others that you is it uh, what are the other two the bluest eye by I actually I haven't read the bluest eye but I just want to hear about sure. as well I've read Song of Solomon right which again is like really good really amazing mm. and I've read Jazz which is my least favourite of the three okay I haven't read that one yeah, um, well, yeah. If you, if you don't read anything else by by uh, Tony Morrison, then it should, it should be beloved. It is one that you need to get through. Yeah. And when you get to about the fifth chapter, then it like, really it starts to gone. fall into place. Yeah. yeah. All I remember from, obviously, I don't want to give too much away, but in the first part that I read, it was just about... I think I kind of cut on that it was about a baby's spirit haunting in the house. Yeah, yeah. And things were happening and things were being moved. And I was trying to work out the time period it was, because it was... A little bit after slavery, I think. So it's in the Reconstruction period, right? Yeah, Yeah. right. So So just after slavery, just after them. Yeah, yeah. It's the. um... Does she write in dialect as well? She does. I might be be getting confused with. Have you read? I don't. It's it's not a queer book, but um, what's her name? Zora Neale Hurston. I've never read Um, Zora Neale Hurston, but yeah, because that was just just to brief aside was you know when. Obviously, when you get Black Americans, or African Americans writing in dialects, yeah, that was one of the toughest ones. I thought, yeah, I um, oh, what's the book called? It's like a famous book. I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, mine is getting but the whole thing is written in you know sort of like African American vernacular English. Yeah, but you but I've, I've read some books in, in AAVE which we need to understand. But that one, I'm thinking, what is she actually saying? This? Yeah, it's like, it's like proper southern. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you've watched with like any queer colour or anything that you've seen personally? No, I've watched a few gay films, but like ones that aren't just about white lads. Um yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh I bet I remember like when you're on the train back home something stupid like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm really struggling, I'm trying to think. Um Have you heard of um Justin Fashiony? Mm. Why does that ring a bell? No. Well, who is it? Uh, he was like a footballer. Oh, was oh, that how you say his name? Fashani or whatever it is? Fashani. Is that how you say it? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. When did he kill himself? Was it early 90s or something? I think so, yeah. It's mad because you know what? I didn't... I had to go up my way to come across him to find him, whereas I feel like his story should be much better now. It really should. Like, yeah, it really, really should. Because I, th- I think... Uh, what was the case? It's case of he came out the closet... who did he play for it wasn't Villa was it who did he play for I can't remember what team it was I feel like it was one of the big six but no West Brom oh god who did he play for I can't remember it's going to bother me until I remember so yeah so um, he played for he played for Norwich Norwich and uh, Nottingham Forest Nottingham Forest thought yeah God, he played for played for a few teams no do you want to think who was what no, the, the biggest teams that he played for, in, yeah, Norwich, so I think, yeah, the most known name for Norwich, that's um, from 1978 to 1981. So he came out, he came out while he was professional, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Which is, it's mad, isn't it? Because I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, we're talking about late 70s and then during the 80s or something. Yeah. So he came out on, uh, he came out in 1990. What? Yeah, so came so it really out like... in it really wasn't that long ago. But... In the, yeah, in the, um, in the press in the, in, um, in the 1990s. But then... So I think, so what he's saying here is that um, like, his club, his, club, like, his clubs knew that like, he was gay. But um, he came out like, late in his career. Mm-hmm. yeah he came out late in the career like in the uh, in the early nineties so I think when he did come out, so when he came out he played for uh, west Ham So he was still a footballer right okay so i thought but, west to west Ham All right yeah but he was, he was still um he was still a footballer, but i don't think like i think he'd passed like, pass his that prominence he was past, past his prime, but it still had repercussions for him yeah um for him to be driven to suicide like i don't really. I don't know the extent of the beauty got or, like, the aggro he got from from it. If it was fan, if it was chants. Was it more the press rather than, like, chants from fans in the stadium? I think it was a bit of both, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs of the Justin Fashner story. Like, I read an article on it from The Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, a while ago, but it didn't go actually into, kind of, like, detail, like, delve into... It didn't. That's the thing. Every time I've read a band, it's always been a bit... Like they didn't want to get to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, to be honest, and it does seem a lot like he's been forgotten about. Because now, like um in like in uh the media now, there's a lot of oldness, a lot of um a lot of attention on like, oh like someone to be the first gay footballer yeah. when actually they'll be the second, won't they? They won't be the first. There will be he's mentioned I've, the only time I see him mentioned is when they discuss something like that, but it's always a very brief paragraph or, mm-hmm. or, or as an aside. Um, I think because it's, I mean, the story and what happened is very uncomfortable listening, very uncomfortable viewing. So people want so to get a yeah. yeah, so I think people just want to gloss over it, but... I don't like that, like, Exactly the thing mm. is that so, a person, like I said, was driven to kill themselves mm. um, over this. And I don't think we're necessarily doing it sooner, we're not doing a service to... Anyone who is LGBT and in like the public spotlight, if we if we just erase it, yeah, if we erase it, if we try and pretend it didn't happen, then they're potentially there for it to happen again, or for someone sort of to face such sort of intense media scrutiny mm-hmm. that their mental health will be like so, like God forbid, but have their mental health like so impaired to the way that like just would like they're, they're being poor mental health or will not be able to perform as good as before. It affect it's, their life negatively it's a weird one because I've, you hear rumours from time to time about such and such person's going to come or someone's going to come out from some from one of the big six or from the Premier League um, and, or the big four even what I'm talking about uh, and it's odd one because you see people discuss whether they think it's a good idea or not and I still I still don't think it's a good idea when you think it's of not a good idea no, as in like, as in for them personally. Right. Because we, well, people say that you know it will be good in the long term, but the first person who does it is going to have to take a lot of flak for a long time. True. Yeah. it's Just just from like if they're from like you know the the away fans or, or if, they're, if they're like not like their home ground or something. It might be know, the home fans as well. Well, exactly. Yeah, like just it's just chanting from the crowd, and I think it's just a lot of attention when people want to try and keep their media presence down and focus on the game. Yeah. It's like I think it would be good, but I feel like they would really be taking them on for the team for quite a long time. Yeah. Some I've heard someone suggest that oh, it, um, that they'd have like a group of a group all all come out at the same time to lessen yeah. like the burden on one particular person. Yeah. But football is still a super macho environment. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, but but you think statistically the amount of men that are in football like there have to be it, yeah it, there it, it, it was, was <laughs> um, a few pride's ago. There was, I think, um, Kick It Out, or one, um, like, a charity that was doing, um, that was, like, trying to, like, um, promote inclusion in, like, mm-hmm. sport, like, with LGBT people. They had, like, a boss. Mm-hmm. And on that boss, like, uh, they had people in the lower deck, but nobody in the, in the upper deck. And basically they were trying to make the point that, like, oh, these are the, these are the amount of gay players in, um, in the Premier League. And I feel was, like, nobody... There's not there really yeah. to make the point that like there were so many people, so many players, <laughs> yeah, in the in the league. But apparently, no one. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you make a good point. Like, if I were a professional footballer, I, I, I like, I, I'd find it extremely difficult to come out, even like being and being a black gay person on top of that. Yeah. Would just be like almost impossible to be honest with you. You just think, is it what... I think you'd probably feel like, what am I going to gain from it? Yeah. Versus, what am I going to lose? Yeah. Because um, you'd be doing it, if the football was to come out now, they'd be, they wouldn't be doing it for themselves, they'd be doing it for like the cause or whatever. Yeah. And I think you'd have to be like uniquely selfless to do that. Most people would be like, well, my life would be simple, just get on with it. Yeah. Because football careers aren't even that long anyway. Yeah. But um, in the grand scheme of things, just so make your money, keep your head down, and then retire. Yeah, but it's um, it's a tricky know. one. It is. It's like really hard because it's it's asking a lot of. But I've I've heard like I've seen odd article here and there about there are some managers who you know considered like you know well, they've discussed with some players whether they want to come out or not. They think it would be good for the image of football as a whole. They'd get sponsorships and and whatnot, and endorsements, but then it's just a big personal um, it is. risk. I think. It is, um, Yeah. Like, no-one's going to, like... It's not going to be her, but it's just a triss drag through the press, I reckon. It would be, yeah, yeah and I mean, look, there'd be, look, be such... There'd be such a spotlight on that particular person. Whenever any gay issue was brought up, they'd talk about, oh, how about, what about that footballer issue exactly. all the time? Like, yeah, just, exactly. You'd never stop being talked about. Like, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So it would be, like... As much as you, you wouldn't want it to be the case, but if I was a footballer, or even if you were now, even like anyone in the sport who comes out, mm. it, that, there would be like such a huge cost to bear. Yeah. Because like it is like it is still very much I think a taboo. Yeah. As much as people are trying to destigmatize it. Yeah. I like, oh, no one cares. And I was like, oh, yeah. People no do one care. Cares. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you Sure. Yeah, people do care. At the <laughs> end. And when yeah, especially when straight people say stuff like that, I'm just like, yeah. just like you don't, like, you have no understanding, yeah. Yeah, I do feel a lot of time, I mean, I've, heard, I've had several conversations with several groups of people, but when they've said, oh, nobody cares, and they say they they don't care, I'm thinking, you say you don't care, but then again, two minutes later, they'll be making some kind of like gay joke at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I think like they don't realise that like, these little things add up, like, yeah, um when you get them from, like, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, no, for sure. So I feel like, with football, it would be nice if someone came out, but... I'm not holding my breath. Mm. I just feel like if... I would advise him not to come out if there was a gay footballer. Because, as I said, I think it'd be for the greater good or whatever, but I just... I wouldn't wish that kind of pressure on any one person. I guess. It's mad. Let me ask you a question, Q. Um, Oh, God, here we go. Changing the (laughs) subject a bit. Yes. Um, So, if we think about, like, gay culture, Mm -hmm. or, like, black queer culture, or PLC culture, or whatever you want to describe it. Uh-huh. Like, would you say that, like, you identify with it, or it's something that you, like, embrace? With gay culture, specifically black gay culture, what do you... Let's do them both, so... With gay culture... And, like, when I say culture, I mean kind of, like... The typical gay lifestyle, Not, or not or... the lifestyle, but, like, cultural outputs. So, like, literature, things you can... Oh, no, things you can consume... Uh, but yeah, um, like media things you can consume. You know what? I don't. There, there must be some things that I I'm into. I think maybe artists that I like, musicians like I like. Um, but it's but that's about it. So what am I trying to say? So when I think of things, like I like musicals. I like Beyonce, but I'm not a super fan. And I like Izzy Banks. I think that all three different things that. Have that, big gay yeah, followings. Yeah, three, I think so. all very, three very different, like like aspects. I think two are musical artists. Ones, but I think it's, my my love of musicals is maybe it was latent for a while. So I've only watched seen a few, but then I've kind of watched more recently. Yeah. Apart from that, I don't really. There aren't really many gay cultural things that draw me to them. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I'll go out very occasionally like, on like the gay scene. Um, when it comes to like you know. Like when I think of like gay literature, I think if there's if there's things that I've read that have gay themes, that's because they just happen to have gay themes. I haven't really thought yeah. them out. James Baldwin, my dad was just a recommendation from my dad, for example, and my dad mentioned that oh he was gay at the time. Yeah, and he just said it, but it was the emphasis on him just being a great black writer, so mm-hmm. I was like reading him. But for gay culture. um there's not really many things. Or and, like, yeah, just to clarify one more time, like, yeah. not necessarily like lifestyles stuff, like going out, what I mm-hmm. mean, like, uh, so obviously, gay media, so like media stuff, so like TV, film, books, and um, just art. Not too many. And again, I don't think that's like a deliberate, like, engineering, I think it's just the way it's happened, I guess. Um, like, I've seen the odd gay film here and there. And liked them. Yeah. But the relatively small amount of the films that I do watch, TV, I can't really think of any sort of gay TV programmes. Like, there might be the other thing that has a gay character in it, for example. Well, mm-hmm. How about you? Do you think? Um, I think, so before I came out, I, n- I definitely never avoided anything, because like, mm-hmm. boy, but like, I didn't necessarily try to embrace it. I would okay. say, yeah. So like, I mean, when I think of when it comes to TV, I think of like *Being um, Grace*, which is, like it is entertaining and it has its time. It's of its time. But, it never like, did it for me. That didn't. It? It's like so. <laughs> I mean, it's very, very wise. very wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, again, like right. only really caters to like a really small, broad aspect of like yeah. a gay life, a gay experience, mm. and queer experience and um, but now like, now that I have come out and like I said like, now that I'm like um, working on like being prouder and like as I've said like in you know, every week pretty much yeah. and I'm trying to like get more stuff so like consume more of it okay. so I can um, I can like really kind of like embrace it more that's why I love Poe so much and I really 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 think you should try and watch it I know I'll like it I just haven't got around to watching Spongebob have you watched an episode yeah have you watched Orange is the New Black Never know. Never watched it on the show. I know we're getting back into kind of like the territory before, so yeah. I'll just keep it brief. But there's a transgender character on it. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Laverne Cox. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, um, she plays Sophia. She's more in the first season, not so much in other seasons. Mm. But that's actually a great show that um, I didn't. I can't believe I didn't even think of that before. Yeah, I, I know. I know about her. I've seen her in interviews and stuff, but I just mm. haven't watched that show. Yeah. But yeah, um, that was actually a mm. great one cause, um I can't remember what exact year. I'm actually gonna look it up right now, <laughs> so I know. I reckon it's around 2015. 20 oh, is than that, man. What do you think? I'd say more like 2013, 2012. Um, Orange is the uh, new black. Okay, yeah. So um, the first episode was in July, twenty
1: thirteen. Oh right, okay.
0: And yeah, and um, you know the premise of the show, Uh, lady gets sent to prison. Basically, yeah, yeah, like a woman, like a white woman, Piper Chapman, Mm -hmm. one of the worst characters in the show, I I might say. Yeah. But she gets um, she gets sent to like a prison uh, for like a past crime that she did, Mm -hmm. and then she meets all sorts of characters in it. Yeah, uh, In it, there are, like, lesbians, like... the I think, like, some of the two best characters in it was um, Pusey Washington. Okay. He's, like, a lesbian. Pusey? Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's a joke in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say that again. I think, yeah, there's a joke in it in, uh, in like, one of the first episodes. Okay. It, was, like, it sounds like... I mean, you know what it sounds yeah, like. I would I would say say it. It. Yeah, I gonna say, yeah, And then there's the one character, Sophia. Mm. Yeah. Um, watching that show... I don't want to. Say, my idea what I want to say, actually, like if, I think watching her and like her character, what they go through, because it shows it goes through flashbacks. Mm. So it shows like how they got to prison, and her character, she went to prison for like credit card fraud, mm. and for frauding people told so she could pay for her transition. Oh right, okay, yeah. And uh, watching the show, I've never seen a transgender person on TV like that before. Yeah, and like at the time, I was kind of like it brought out some transphobia in me. Mm-hmm. Thinking, like, I don't understand this trans. I don't understand this transgender thing mm-hmm. I don't understand why you were a man want to be a woman mm-hmm. I use like really outdated terminology and mm-hmm. like watching that show and seeing the character and seeing like how that character in it had like a family had a son had a wife yeah and then they transition mm-hmm. and watching that just gave me like a whole new lens on how to view like transgender right, okay. yeah. and I think like after that show that's when really kind of like the transgender identity and, like, the movement and really getting transgender um, issues and the transgender experience really kind of into mainstream consciousness mm-hmm. was really, I would say, was really kind of brought to the mainstream like, yeah. around that time. Which is good. It is, yeah. And I think that I think that show is in part, I won't say it's, like, completely responsible before it, but in mm. that, like, in part of it, that like, is one of the things that really brought it to consciousness mm. and really like allowed me to be educated on the experience. Okay. Because you know, like, we're both in the LGBT spectrum. We're mm. in the G, they're the T. Yeah. But like before then, I mean, I hadn't come out yet, so and like, I was still kind of living in denial. But I hadn't even tried necessarily to try to understand. I don't think we even really knew what transgender was. Really. Uh, before then, like not, not properly. Like, not having an understanding then that I had now. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. I know, I yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, obviously, I knew, mean, like, I, I think the term was more transsexual, and I've heard of that. I you see, I, I realised, transsexual, I think, even when I didn't know loads and those, I realised that transsexual, people stopped using that quite a long time ago, I guess, because it was just, about transgender, I think. Yeah. For me, it's from mainly Twitter, where I read everything. Mm. Um, I was to be fair, um, but I joined Twitter Twitter in twenty eleven I think. Yeah. Um, and I've just been. I've had periods where I haven't really used it much, but, but I'm always on it. Yeah. Like I don't really tweet. I just see what everyone else is up to. I um, mean, that is such a, like, a great example a great gateway in seeing like black gays in the media. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, definitely. Are there any like? Are there any? Do you know of any like prominent like? Or not even just black? I think like we've like, got very black centric. Anyone who's, like, not white, either a queer, purple colour, who's, like, quite prominent on, on Twitter, because ah. I, I don't really know that much. On Twitter? Yeah. Um, Quite, well, maybe people I follow, but, again, they're not really, like, celebrities, they're just people who have, like, a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. Like, they not, not, not verified people, not, you know, they're, like, they're not professional public figures. Yeah. They just happen to be popular on Twitter.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think that is, that's, that's so that's not really a representation thing, it's just more of a community thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, twitter I, ne- I never remember specific ads or anything because you see them so often on your time and sometimes you even look at what they're called. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah this dude's like, always doing yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah. No but I think Twitter I think it's the, I think it's the best social media, I reckon. Mm. I, you do get into it. I right? don't I don't bother with I haven't used Facebook since twenty twelve. Um, Snapchat's had its time. Um, Instagram's just been looking at pictures and stuff and sharing memes and whatnot, but Twitter is just elite, like, I love it, it really <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> you know one thing that we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. is, um, we've talked about, like, black the media, I don't know whether we want to talk about it here, um, so, yeah, um, um, I feel like we've highlighted, I mean, so it's not like, it was James Bolden, but we've, 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 we've talked, talked about James yeah, Baldwin, exactly. yeah, so, <laughs> I feel like, yes, um, we should probably just sign out here, Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been Ainsley I've, <laughs> I, mean, I oh Ainsley. Gosh, I've been Kieran. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we should do our Instagram handles one more time. Yeah. Um, so my Instagram handle is Monsieur underscore Keeks. Spell it one more time. Yeah. This let, time. Me spell, <laughs> let me spell. spell Monsieur correctly this time. My God, you wouldn't think I spoke French, would you? So M-O-N-S-I-E-U-R underscore K E E K S. That's Monsieur underscore Keeks. Anyone that wants to follow me? Um. Is that on Instagram and Twitter or just? No, Instagram. My Twitter's private. I might show that at a future point, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh, my Instagram is One Hour Fiction. Um, it's spelled the way you'd imagine it's spelled. But one spelled in letters. One, yeah, so one O N E, our H O U R, fiction, F I Ts. s. That'll you can mean, One hour fiction, Yeah, know. one hour <laughs> <is the> <laughs> But yeah, that's it for now. Okay. Um, if you liked it, like, yeah, you can um, DM us, you can yeah. send us stuff, Get Get in touch. positive yeah. stuff. Let us know what you think. Yeah, constructive criticism. Construct, I hate them. Constructive criticism. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I, uh, it doesn't have to be constructive. I, I know that. Oh, right, you want hate for, as for well? For me, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for all of it. You want to hate? Cost me out, I don't care. You you out, just, like, yeah. <laughs> like, drag your neck, and drag to the mod. <laughs> that's uh, that'd be come Thanks for listening guys. Thanks very much. Okay. Bye.